Two people get HIV from vampire facials. And why is NASA pretending that a large asteroid is coming to destroy the Earth? And companies are considering banning all physical contact, including the handshake. These are the weird stories for today. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. Let's do some weird shit. Two people were diagnosed with HIV after getting vampire facials at a spa. What the hell is a vampire facial, right? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, that's what I was asking. Love the headline, though. Two former clients of a New Mexico spa that offered vampire facials have been diagnosed with HIV, state health officials said on Monday. According to the New Mexico Department of Health, both clients received injection-related procedures at the now-shuttered VIP spa in Albuquerque between May and September of last year. The tests found that the clients recently were infected with the same strain of this virus. Quote, Increasing the likelihood that the two HIV infections from the clients may have resulted from a procedure at the VIP spa. The spa, which shut down in September after a health inspection, offered vampire facials, procedures in which plasma is extracted from a client's own blood, then injected into the patron's face. The treatment gained popularity in 2013 when reality TV star Kim Kardashian posted about it on Instagram. Well, I don't follow her Instagram, so I had no idea what the hell vampire facials are. Gotta get, gotta go do, do like a deep dive into vampire facials, right? So this is a treatment where a person's blood is isolated to obtain platelet-rich plasma. And then it's injected into that person's skin using microneedling processes. I'm still kind of confused. They take your blood out and then shove it back into your face? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> drawing blood from a client's body, placing it in a, into a centrifuge, then reapplying it. Okay, so they draw the blood out of you. They put it in a centrifuge. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> then they reapply it to your face, supposedly to promote cell renewal. Oh, boy. The lengths we go to to be young. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh when you're messing around with blood, you know, you're playing with fire here, man. Getting your blood taken out of you, then sh like injected back into your face. What did you think was going to happen? I mean, obviously they didn't, I mean, they never expected to get HIV, obviously, but like, you know, when you're going to a spa to get what really is sort of like a, um, I don't know, it's like a medical procedure, right? I mean, and, and obviously doctors aren't doing this. These, some lady at a spa, she's got like a a spa degree. What does she got? A, she went to like esthetician school and now she's doing medical procedures on your face? I mean, that's just, it's kind of risky, right? I'm not trying to blame the clients here. I'm just trying to blame the process. And by the way, is there any science, like science backing this up that this actually happens? Whether taking out your own blood and then sh injecting it back in your face. Does that even work? What mad scientist came up with this idea? I mean, this is just a scam to get people to pay tens of thousands of dollars on treatments. Guys, listen, do I need to tell you? We just all have to be okay with getting old. It's going to happen. You can't. You, what are you going to do? You can 
curb the aging process here and there through diet and exercise. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to get wrinkly. Your balls are going to sag. <laughs> Remember the story I did about, you know, ball lifts. We just got to let the balls sag, guys. We got to let the face go. The wrinkles are going to come into play. The hair is going to go gray, white, you name it, fall out, who knows. This is what's ha- this is the future of all of us. Don't deny our future destiny. <laughs> all right, well, look, I'm not going to say don't do some things to curb the aging process, you know, that may be may involve, you know, a lot of money and plastic. But, you know, can we draw the line at removing your own blood and then injecting it in your face? I mean, let's get reasonable here. That's all I'm saying. All right? If you guys have had this procedure, please call Weird AF News and clue me in on it. Maybe I'm missing something here. I don't think I even described it correctly, but, you know, who said I was a professional? This week, NASA is pretending that an asteroid is on its way to smack into the Earth. Why? The asteroid is in a horrible orbit and has a 1% chance of striking Earth in just eight years. And thank goodness, it actually doesn't really exist. This is a fictitious asteroid, and it's the focus of a realistic exercise devised for scientists and engineers from around the world who are attending the 2019 Planetary Defense Conference being held this week outside of D.C., A real asteroid of this size, should it ever hit the planet, could wipe out an entire city. Here's a quote. This is a threat that could happen, even though it's extremely unlikely, says Paul Chodas, director of the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies at NASA's JPL, who created this realistic simulation of the asteroid coming to Earth. Our goal here is to go through all the steps that we would have to go through if this was actually occurring. He says a lot has been learned from three previous drills held at past international conferences and from other asteroid exercises that have been separately conducted by officials at NASA. Now, the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies, this is amazing. And this is, uh, this is uh, an organization that <clears throat> really needs to be funded. And um, we need our best people on this case because... I think the 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 biggest threat to mankind, you know, outside of humanity's evil ways and possibly the state of Florida, <laughs> I think the the biggest threat to mankind is uh, an object, uh, an interstellar object coming in and striking us. Uh, and so, the best minds should be on this case, in my opinion. So the Center for Near Earth Object Studies is uh, is doing some cool things and should you know we should look to to kind of be our savior, right? That's what I think anyways. And they're deliberately designing a threat uh, to Earth to sort of study, you know, how, to, how is this going to go down? Uh, the pretend asteroid, if you're interested, it's about 300 to 1,000 feet across, and it's spotted 35 million miles away. What's known about its fake trajectory indicates that it has a 1% chance of hitting our planet in 2027. So that's what you got to kind of do, you know, know, sort of spot the possible threats. They may not be a year from now. They may be, you know, years in the future, like in this this pretend asteroid. They're saying 2027. Well, imagine 
an organization that has the technology to spot all of these asteroids, comets, you name it, that could come into Earth's orbit and perhaps strike it anywhere between, you know, six months from now to 60 years from now. And then, of course, we need a budget to come up with a plan to redirect some of these that may be coming a little too close to comfort, um, obviously. And we've made movies about that, but we got to get real here. And the experts that are involved in asteroid monitoring will have to make decisions about how to try to deflect the asteroid, whether by pushing it with spacecraft or maybe even by detonating a nuclear weapon. If those efforts failed in the asteroid were still headed toward the Earth, emergency managers would have to contemplate a mass evacuation of the strike zone. So then also they got to kind of come up with a, a way to figure out where it will strike on the Earth. Uh, and I would imagine that's not an easy task as well. Uh, and then how do, you, how do you evacuate entire cities or states? I mean... This is crazy, but this is something that we have to consider and think about. It's very important if we want mankind to keep going um, and we're not going to come up with a plan to actually live off the earth, which is something that we're you know, trying to do as well. Very difficult, clearly. We could live in space stations. We're trying to see, hey, hey can we go to another planet? But um, meanwhile, how about a protection plan for incoming objects like this? You know, we know what, we know what that thing did to the dinosaurs. It could easily do that to us, and it wouldn't even have to be that big. No. In real life, asteroid hunters have discovered almost all the really large space, space, ro space rocks that could possibly create a devastating global catastrophe. The expert says, that part of the hazard has been addressed. We have, in fact, discovered almost all of the really large asteroids, you'll be happy to know. But asteroids that are the size of the fake one in the exercise, he says, are more numerous they also hit the Earth more frequently, although it's still tens of thousands of years between impacts. The majority of the population of smaller asteroids has yet to be found. So, in other words, they've they're able to hit uh, hit they're able to track and uh, sort of diagnose the large ones, spot them, but the smaller ones are a problem. And all it's it you know it really only takes one of the smaller ones to just wipe out a whole city. I'm not talking about all of mankind, but one of those smaller ones lands in Los Angeles. You know, my face melts. No more weird AF news. I mean, we need to do something about that. We need to have a backup plan. The federal government has to get involved in this. Action plans need to be laid out. Steps need to be taken to prepare for this. The threat to mankind is imminent. <laughs> no more handshakes at work. Some companies are considering banning all physical contact in the workplace. The article starts out with a question. Have you ever been approached with a two-cheek kiss? Well, if you didn't expect it, it's totally awkward. Made worse if the timing is mismatched. I guess they mean at the workplace. They do that in Europe, though, right? The two-cheek the two -cheek kiss. I just imagine, like, everybody in Italy is doing this. Um, you kiss your enemy. I mean, right? You kiss the mayor when you see the mayor, right? Everybody's just kissing in Italy. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, anyways, it's those kinds of greetings that have made companies think twice about physical contact in the workplace. So where does that leave the handshakes? A survey by Total Jobs found that three out of four people want all physical contact banned at work. The idea is to remove confusion over what kind of touch is appropriate. 
What the hell is wrong with a handshake? Really? Are you kidding me? Some companies are now considering whether they should prohibit these handshakes. I think that's going a little too far. I've never had a problem with it, said one woman. Good, you're reasonable. But one man said, oh, another man said, I think it's a show of mutual respect. Cool. So is a handshake ban realistic? We would really have to rewrite all of the etiquette books because that really is a priority, says etiquette expert Dorlisa Young. Young says a systematic ban on handshakes doesn't seem likely, but in order to keep it professional, there are some things you need to know. It is a medium grip, and we need, and we meet the web of the other. Oh, she's given us a breakdown of how the handshake should be. Oh boy, just in case you guys don't know how you're, how you should shake someone's hand. Young tells you in her. I'm sure she wrote a book about it. Uh, all these people making tons of money off of dumb shit. It is a medium grip, and we meet the web of the other person's hand. So when we do this, we are really locking the web, and we are not doing the fingertips. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about a pound? How do, how, do you have instructions for how to do a pound? Yes, you must do a very light fist. Go in at a very, very, very slow mile per hour. <laughs> there are a few other big no-nos when trying to earn respect with the standard U.S. greeting. Anything longer than two shakes is also too many, she says. You also don't want to position your hand flat on top of a coworker's during a shake, as that can be seen as a sign of dominance. Especially in business, you want to keep it even. You don't want to hurt anyone. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Trying to out-tough a coworker, not a good idea. Nor is, nor is going as it's called limp fish. Yeah, you don't want a limp fish handshake. That's because a limp handshake equates a lack of confidence, according to Young. Wow, how long? How many decades did she cover handshakes, study handshakes before she became a professional in the field? Wow, doing good things, really contributing to the culture, Young. Appreciate it. Where would we be without you? When we are in a professional environment, we just want to stick with the level playing field, she says. Since it seems handshakes are here to stay, what if you're not feeling well? Well, you simply should offer an explanation of not wanting to spread germs before denying the handshake. Wow, really? I thought you're supposed to just go smear your hand on someone's face when you feel sick at the workplace. Thanks, Young. Thanks for cluing me in. <laughs> I thought you're supposed to, when you have the flu, aren't you supposed to lick your hand and then go in for the shake? Or you spit on your fist and then go in for the pound? Young, I'm so confused. Could you just clarify this for me? <laughs> I just got my brain yesterday. Therefore, I need people like you in my life. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, man. Now, the, this article, by the way, is more on the line of uh, the proper way to safely shake someone's hand. But I thought we were going to talk about the issue of, our, like, should we or should we not ban the handshakes in all physical contact? Because I got opinions about that. Obviously, hugging people at your workplace, going in for kissing on the cheeks, these things need to stop. Although, if you want to hug your bro, that's fine, right? I'm saying hugging, you know, going in to, to hug someone of the opposite sex that may not, you know, you're not sure they're going to be comfortable with that. You got to stop that shit. But, you know, I give my, I give my bros at work. Or I used to, you know, you give them a, eh, and you hug them, you bring them in. 
especially after you, you know you close a big deal like I used to close big deals back in the day oh yeah baby imagine me on the phone closing deals yeah closing deals Jonesy Jonesy was the deal closer I'm a closer baby closers <laughs> this is only for closers coffee's for closers uh, yeah obviously kissing this is like you know common sense but do you gotta throw the baby out with the bathwater which is what everybody does in these movements they're like, all right, well, no more physical contact ever. You know, there was a story about the company that, they, you know, they didn't allow eye contact between male and female employees for longer than 10 seconds at the workplace. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. You go to these crazy lengths, stupid. It's just like, be reasonable. Allow us to have the freedom to make reasonable decisions on our own and use intuition and don't implement all of these strict rules that make us all infantile you just it's like treating each other like children is that what we want just want to just continue to act like children when are we going to grow up obviously occasionally someone's going to go rogue okay but they're going let me tell you something they're going to go rogue whether you put in the rule or not those people are called uh psychopaths and they're they move among us occasionally they slip through the cracks of the whole interview process and now they're working in your workplace on a daily with you. We've all had these experiences where you're working. You're like, how the hell did they hire this, this insane individual? And in instances like that, you, oh, we got to deal with it. And of course, you deal with it on a case-by-case basis. But to make st- ridiculous blanket you know, rules regulations like no handshakes and don't make eye contact with the opposite sex because we're children and we're not adults here. (laughs) That's ridiculous. You know, living in a world where people are unreasonable. We've been doing this for a long time. We all don't have to change all of the rules because of these people. It makes us look ridiculous. It's just, yes, teach each other the tools. Support each other during the moments when you have to deal with some unreasonable idiot going rogue. That's where the resources and energy need to go. You don't need to make rules, blanket rules like we're children. I know I'm going on and on about this, but like, listen to the point here. Rather than using your energy and paperwork to create these ridiculous regulations that treat you know that at the end make us all look like children teach each other the skills the social skills the safety whatever skills needed to deal in the, with the instances when the morons the unreasonable aggressive idiots go rogue that's where the energy should be should be put Meanwhile, let us all just be reasonable. Use our intuition. Where most of us know how to do a proper handshake. We don't need a guideline. <laughs> most of us know that you don't kiss each other on the cheek at the workplace anymore. I think we've all got the memo. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little angry. And I went way too long on this, but <laughs> forgive me. Maybe you agree. Maybe you don't agree. Maybe you think I'm out of my mind. Call Weird AF News. I want to hear from you. Email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Okay, 
I gotta go on an audition. Wish me luck. Well, hello there. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. I'm gonna thank y'all for listening to this episode of the weirdest news you can find on the planet, pretty much. Uh, I appreciate you guys being loyal fans and supporters of the podcast, of course. If you could ever find it in your heart to, you know, give my show a review and a rating, that'd be pretty cool. But even pretty cooler if you just share it with your with your with your hunting buddy, you know? Or your, you know, or the person that you're having an affair with. You know, share the podcast with the people that you love in your life is what I'm saying. That would be really helpful for me to spread the word of weird AF news. Let's get this shit around so everybody can enjoy some weird news. It's a nice break from the normal news, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yes you would. <laughs> If you want to reach out to the show, it's pretty easy. Yep, you can call 646-450-2012 or you can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. You can also reach out on Instagram at funnyjones. On Twitter, it's at funnyjones. And on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. I'll forever be at those locations. So you can always reach out with a thought, with a compliment. Or maybe you want to insult me. That's pretty cool, too. If you want to send me a donation, you can do so at my Gmail, funnyjones at gmail.com. Accepting donations 24-7. The store is always open. That's what's up. Also, don't forget to check out the Patreon. It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash weirdafnews. Just another way that you can, you know, show some love and support for the daily weird show that brings some laughter to your life. You know, show some love for Jonesy. Show some support to the show. Be a good person. Well, that's one way you could do it. I appreciate you. Hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Bye now.